It is with great sadness that we now know after we recorded this episode on Dollhouse that Dollhouse has been officially canceled by Fox, and we regret that. We wish it would stay on the air a little bit longer. Joss Whedon really seems to get the short end of the stick every time from Fox. Actually, Fox gives every TV show the short end of the stick. Did I say that? (laughs) So this episode was recorded before the announcement had come out that Dollhouse was canceled. But we hope that you will enjoy this episode anyway. Are you just watching episode 11, Dollhouse Part 2? From Cincinnati, Ohio, I'm Daniel Lewis. And from Los Angeles, California, I am Chris Jones. And thank you for joining us. I'm going to say it. Well, wait, wait, wait. I'm not thanking you yet, but (laughs) Ah. I'm thanking the listeners for joining us as we share critical thinking for the entertained Christian. There you go. I yeah. forgot you were going to say that. My bad. <laughs> well, I'd forgotten too in the last episode. It's like, <laughs> that's my trademark thing that I like to say <laughs> at the beginning of each episode. Yeah. Because they're, we're the one and only podcast that shares that. Which is very impressive. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's a great stand to be able to say that we are the only one. Yes. Like Tigger. <laughs> most wonderful things about Tiggers. And we're not talking about Tigger either today. We're talking about Dollhouse. We get a little sidetracked here. Well, so as a review, last time we talked about how the Dollhouse is basically glorified human trafficking and sex service. We talked about imprinting personalities. We talked about the nature of the soul and are the dolls or actives remembering or are they is their real personality still maintaining itself even though they're being imprinted with different personalities in the very heart and who people really are Mm -hmm. this episode we get into controversy Ooh, i love controversy (laughs) yes controversy attracts more people so i hope more people will listen to this too because of that well, you know, that's because you've got different stuff going on, and it's more fun when people don't agree with each other than when they do. Yeah. And so, we may have some major disagreements with some of our listeners right now. How exciting. Yeah. The first thing. Consider the question, could a Christian be an active and work in the dollhouse? Hmm. Well, no, wait, 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 just, I'm going to be a stickler here. Let's clarify. Could a Christian be an active or could a Christian be employed by the dollhouse? Because like there are other people in the dollhouse that are not actives. Like, which one are you going for? Uh, an active. Okay. An active. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to clarify. Hmm. Well, considering you raised the question, why don't you start with your gambit? <laughs> could an active or could a Christian become an active is 
one of the first controversial questions I thought of regarding this. And initially, I thought of several verses along the lines. Mm-hmm. First of all, Christians have the ability to sin. Right. We know that. That uh, Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we still sin sometimes. We sometimes do it deliberately. Sometimes we kind of do it not so deliberately, but we do still sin. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'm about to make some statements that I know some people will probably disagree. Okay. But that's okay. Go for it. It's controversial. <laughs> First of all, like we said in the quote, like we quoted in the last episode, Mark 12 30, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Romans 12 1 2. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. My premise is that like we said in the last episode, the becoming a doll or an active, I keep saying dolls. We Mm. talked about that last time. Being an active and submitting your body as slaves of obedience to the whims of the clients and people and sacrificing yourself and being conformed to the world in the way that the actives have to be in being imprinted by personalities. I would call that a sin that it would be wrong for a Christian to do it. But does that mean a Christian is unable to? No. A, a Christian is certainly capable of sinning just as much as a non-Christian is capable of sinning. For the Christian, though, there is conviction of the Holy Spirit that comes with it, and also it is no longer natural for a Christian to commit those sins. Right. I would also, I I, I agree with you. And I would also, speaking more along into some of the other stuff that's been going on in the show, like to consider the reasons people become an active. Because, I mean, that's not a normal thing. Um, Echo was cornered into it. Um, November, or the the lady who... um, we thought was Millie, but then she ended up being an, an active. Um, she did it to escape her grief over her child dying. And that one spoke to me a lot in that she, um, it, she didn't want to handle or, or deal with what was going on with her life. And so she was taking the easy way out and saying, okay, well, you know, I'll just, you know, spend the next five years in oblivion. And that just said a lot to me in that, you know, in this world, there is hardship and there are problems. And as Christians, we are called with the Spirit, uh, the, the Holy Spirit and, and God the Father on our side to face these problems, these persecutions, these trials, whatever you want to call them, head on. Mm-hmm. And to not, you know, back down, not to to give in, not to take the easy way out. Like, we are called to be involved in this world and to face whatever is thrown our way. And 
by becoming a doll, you're basically just avoiding, I mean, unless you're in a situation. And, like, with, um, most recently we learned about Sierra. And she was basically sold into the dollhouse. Like, it was not her idea at all. Um, but, like, that... It, it seemed to be a lot of people just not wanting to deal with their issues. And so just saying, okay, I'm going to take the five years and just not be around and be in oblivion, basically. And that just, that to me isn't right. You need to be able to face what's going on in your life. And there are some more scripture verses that I thought of related to how God tells us to prepare our minds or to live our lives. First Peter one thirteen through fifteen or thirteen through sixteen says, Therefore prepare your minds for actions, keep sober in spirit, fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance, but be like the holy one who called you. Be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. Becoming an active is certainly not being holy. It's not pursuing holiness and unity and fellowship with God. It is pursuing... Well, I wouldn't even say it's necessarily pursuing personal physical pleasure because they no, are... No, you don't remember it. It's just pursuing avoidance. Yeah, and they're sacrificing themselves, like we said in the last episode. Romans and, and, 6, sacrificing themselves as uh, slaves of obedience to the clients. Right. And and it, it said one of the verses you quoted earlier, which I it might have been last time that we talked about it, but it talks about being set apart for... Um, being set apart for God. Um, I, I don't recall where that is. Um, I think it was Ro- the Romans 6 section. Yeah, um, that you s- yeah pre- uh, present yourselves to God. It's presenting yourself as setting yourself apart for man instead of setting yourself apart for God, which mm-hmm. is a complete 180 of what we're called to do. Right. Even further... Uh, Ephesians four seventeen through 24 says, So this I say and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk in the futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. And they, having become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. But you did not learn Christ in this way. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God and has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. What stands out to me in that passage is that it says, put on the new self, that last verse, Ephesians 4.24, put on the new self, which is the likeness of God. We shouldn't be putting on the personalities of other people. We should be putting on the personality and likeness of God and Christ and 
that he has created for us, we should be putting on a personality of holiness and truth, not of sensuality or of provocative behavior or of just whatever random personality. It doesn't matter if it's like sensual or not. We shouldn't be putting on other people's personalities. We mm-hmm. should be putting on the personality of the likeness of God, righteousness and holiness and truth. Yeah, that's that's a really powerful passage. Just, I mean, not even just in the context of the show, but just, you know, in your life, you're, you're called for holiness. And it's that's something that's so easy to lose track of because holiness... Um, is is very powerful, very clear as to what it is, and we are so not holy. Mm-hmm. If there was a Christian in the dollhouse, now I'm talking as if the dollhouse is real, and you're there in right. Los Angeles, and I still haven't found it. I'm I'm going to keep still looking. Not, yeah, okay. Well, you keep us up to date on that, but <laughs> until we know if it's really real or not, this is all hypothetical. And if a Christian was an active, certainly God's forgiveness can extend to them and he can accept them back and they can still repent of the sins that they have. And But that leads to an even more controversial question. So if we both agree that yes, a Christian could be inactive, but would mean contradicting the principles of scripture and commands that God has given us as Christians. Right. Could active become a Christian. Hmm. That is a very interesting thought. Now, hmm. Well, let me first answer with the verse that anyone probably, any Sunday school (laughs) kid can quote from their heart. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever besides actives believes in him <laughs> shall not perish but have ever, uh, eternal life. Um, um, Daniel, <laughs> Daniel, I think you've got some sort of weird translation going on. That's the... Uh, that's the dollhouse version <laughs> the of the... The NBC <laughs> standard <laughs> ABC. version. Yeah, ABC. Whoever has it, yeah. Whatever. But, no, scripture <laughs> says that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Whoever. The word of God is powerful. Hebrews 4.12 tells us just how powerful that is. It says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. I believe God's word is certainly powerful and can convict the hearts of even an active. It's not like they can't be convicted. Right. But can an active be saved and maintain their salvation, or is it really a genuine conversion if they're in the state of being an, being an active and having a, a different personality imprinted? On them, like there was an episode in season one where we saw Echo imprinted with the personality of some lady that was uh, following Joined this cult. cult. Yeah, right. See, that really gets back to the whole how I mean, how human are these people when they're in their doll-like state? Like, clearly, God's word is strong enough to work basically any 
a- anything within you know the laws of logic and mm-hmm. you know that's not against the nature of god but it's it's that i mean how much do the dolls themselves how much can they understand what's going on and and in that state i mean do they really could they really get it well what about besides in their blank slate state in their in-between state Mm-hmm. If they are an active and someone were to come and witness to them, could they become a Christian? Could they be saved? Um, or, do you want to take this or shall I keep going? You, you keep going and I'll <laughs> supplement with comments. Okay. Well, think about what Romans 10 says as the basic formula for salvation. Romans 10, 9 to 10. Mm-hmm. If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth, he confesses, resulting in salvation. This starts to get to a little bit more of the core of it, and that is that salvation is not an act of the mind. Right. It's an act of the heart and of the mouth. See, of the heart, we believe. Of the mouth, we confess. And as we're seeing in Dollhouse, it really seems, and we talked about this in the last episode as well, it really seems as though the actives still have their real heart and it's showing through a little bit more and more, especially in echo. Right. So if the heart isn't being changed, only their mind is being rewritten. Their heart isn't being changed. If they have believed in their heart, then what the confession of the mouth is merely an, a verbalization of the inward belief of the heart. Right. So if they truly do believe in their heart, then yes, I would say an active can become a Christian because it is a matter of the heart, not of the mind. Because after all, there are other mind-altering substances and methods of erasing someone's mind, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Amnesia. If right. a Christian gets amnesia, are they still a Christian? Or if a Christian has a brain disease and falls into a degenerative state, are they still a Christian? I know a gentleman that his brother died to a brain disorder, a brain disease, and his brother was a pastor, a preacher, passionate Christian. And he had this brain disease and he became a completely different person, even violent at some times and totally different personality. But that was all from the mind. The heart right. was still the same. His spirit was still sealed under salvation. You know, that's a really good point. I hadn't really considered like being in the dollhouse being like, a mental disorder like that's a really good analogy to draw there because that actually speaks to everything quite quite nicely thank you (laughs) (laughs) i worked on that one and rehearsed it all night (laughs) well kudos thanks but it does speak of the power of god's word and that 
it's not our actions. It's not our minds that saves us. After all, I have a couple more verses here. Titus 3, 5. He saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness. See, it's nothing that we did. Right. And the verse continues, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit. See, when it's the Holy Spirit that changes our spirit, changes our heart, Mm -hmm. the mind is our responsibility to change. That's why scripture says that we have to be renewing our minds or being transformed by the renewing of our spirit, not our minds are our responsibility to change right? from an outpouring of our heart and our spirit. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. And again, reemphasizing that it is not an act that we do that saves us. Right. It's not that salvation is not man base. It is fully God's work and he just picks us and says, You come follow me. It's like when Jesus was calling his disciples. He says, Follow me and they're like, Okay. They don't ever stop and go, Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. In Dollhouse we see that Topher has all of these hard drives of these different personalities. The original personalities are saved to a hard drive. Mm-hmm. I hope they can have a good backup system. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that did get really exciting when Alpha came along and was messing up everything. Oh, yeah. Well, and we also see that all of these other personalities are programmed and then imprinted or they're stored and archived or custom created, all of these different things, and stored on hard drives. Mm -hmm. If salvation was only a matter of the mind, then that means that salvation could be transferred to a hard drive and transferred to someone else who has not repented of their sin. Right. And that has deep theological problems. <laughs> yes. Yes, significant. It's just like we can't transfer our salvation to other people. <laughs> Non-refundable, no returns, no, <laughs> no tra- non-transferable. Non-transferable. Yeah, all of that stuff that we see on plane tickets all the time. <laughs> That's what it is like for us with salvation is that it is a ticket just for us, but we get to keep it because it's a matter of the spirit, not of the mind. Right. On the upside, we do get to share the word with where the tickets came from. Yes. I mean, we can't give our ticket away, but we can tell people where to get theirs. Yeah. Something interesting, though, about the illustration of storing personalities of, on hard drives and imprinting things on hard drives is if an active was saved, mm-hmm. they could be imprinted with the personality of a pastor a deacon, a worship leader, a children's minister, a devout Christian, Mm -hmm. they could be imprinted with those personalities. What then? What do you mean? They're saved, but their acts of righteousness, uh, I don't like that term, acts of righteousness, but they're... Good works? Yeah, they're good works. They're putting faith to action is coming from a program, not genuinely from their heart. I raise that question because in some ways it is impossible and in some ways it is possible. The impossible in the sense of 
we aren't supposed to just brainwash ourselves or get someone to brainwash us to suddenly become a better Christian. Right. Scripture says, and I should have written down this verse, but Scripture says, work out your own salvation with fear right. and trembling. It's cheating to just have righteousness or have right, faith imprinted that, on us from someone else. Because that gets back to the free will and being able to choose as a Christian to follow God or choosing to do sin. And if you've been programmed, it takes away that choice. You said so the word I was anything. trying to avoid. <laughs> I was I'm trying to sorry. avoid getting into a free will versus predestination issue, but I well, guess we I, already I, have. <laughs> I guess. We, well, I mean, I, I, I did specify by saying as a Christian. Yeah, that's fine. So did, I didn't mean to, to open that can of worms because it is a very large can. But it's more fun than a barrel full of monkeys. It, you know, it can be. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you get some birds out there. Okay, I'm like, taking that to the extreme. Okay, and moving on. Then the other thing, though, about the dollhouse is, in a sense, it is a picture of salvation. <laughs> so even after I say that you can't imprint salvation on someone's minds like that from a hard drive, mm-hmm. it is a picture of what Christ does through us and to us is he stamps his image on us so that when God looks at us, he doesn't see our own righteousness, which is filthy rags. He doesn't see our attempts at being good or what we have done to, quote, earn, unquote, salvation. Right. He sees the image of his son stamped on us because we are washed by the blood of Christ. We are imprinted with the holiness of Christ because we are adopted into the family of God and have become joint heirs of God with Jesus Christ. It's not like God has a bunch of hard drives up there that he imprints different personalities on us. Right. But he does stamp each of us with Jesus Christ. Now, that doesn't immediately change our personality and reprogram us. But it is a process of becoming holy as we seek God and draw closer to him through a personal relationship with him. We are, well, like Ephesians 4 says, putting on the new self, which is the likeness of God, and has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Again, it comes back to that same thing of we can be imprinted with the image of Christ so that when God looks at us, he sees Christ. He sees that we are a person redeemed by the blood of Christ. Now let's take up an offering and we'll have an altar call. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for that. Oh, on a completely different note, um, sure. way to way to emulate Paul and using the culture as a witnessing block. <laughs> Men of Athens, I see that you are very religious in every respect. Yes. That is so much of what God calls us to do in all of these different things. Now, I'm not saying that sermons should be preached based on Dollhouse or Star Wars and such, but... There are ways that we can relate things to people in ways that they can understand right. and use as illustrations. 
that's um, one of the things that Bill Jack, he is a, a speaker. Um, he, he, he does lots of things, but uh, one of the big things he does is he does uh, summer camps called Worldview Academy. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things that he talks about is using the culture and being involved and engaged in the culture so that you can make it applicable and you can give like common, easily understood examples. And so that you can, it's part of being in the world, but not of the world. Like we're supposed to be involved in what's going on, but we're supposed to still be different. And I mean, You know, it's a lot easier to start a conversation about a popular TV show and move it to, quote, religious ground as opposed to walking up to someone and saying, hey, you know, do you know Jesus? Which it shouldn't be. It should be the exact same level of um, confidence or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you're, you're more likely to have people willing to talk about Dollhouse as opposed to oh, you're you're one of those Christians who just randomly walks up to people, um, no, I don't have time for you. But, like, they'll talk about a TV show. And a great segue for something like that is when you bring up the topic of something and start discussing it, you can weave the conversation toward a philosophical side and then yeah, suddenly drop easily. the bomb of, what do you think are the spiritual implications of something like that? Do you think yeah. an active, if they died, would go to heaven or go to hell? Ooh, <laughs> That would be a good conversation starter. <laughs> this, it's, and I've done a similar thing with TV shows and movies and whatever before. Like it's, it's much easier to turn the conversation that way when everybody's already relaxed. Whereas it's kind of like starting a conversation about politics. You know, people are instantly going to be very hot tempered about it. But Mm -hmm. if you start talking about common experiences that, that everybody like, you know, the price of gas going up or going down or, you know, shopping at the grocery store or watching a TV show or whatever, like that's something that everybody can relate to uh, just immediately off the back, off the bat. There you go. Dollhouse is the first TV show that we have discussed, a current TV show that we've discussed on Are You Just Watching? So I want to ask you, since you're such a big fan of the show, where do you think it's going in the future? Remember, at the time of this recording, we had no idea the show would be canceled. Where do I think it's going? Um... No idea. <sighs> Absolutely none. That is such a good question. Um, I think that very clearly Joss is working toward getting his other, the two other main actives involved in the show, um, Sierra and Victor. They're starting to remember and to wake up, as as Echo has put it. Um, and I think that the dollhouse is going, that specific dollhouse is going to probably come under attack by the... Um, institution at large and there's going to be some sort of big conflict with whatever. Do you think that's the coming storm that Echo has prophesied? Yeah, I think that is because you've seen like not only you know, thinking about what Echo said but like we've seen several times that Adele has not want to do what the dollhouse has told her to do. 
Like, she doesn't agree with what's going on, and so she's managed to find ways around it. Like, in this past episode, she she was very upset. Like, she went with it, but she was very upset and not at all remorseful when she found out, covertly, that um, Topher and... What's his The face? security guy. <laughs> security guy, yes. The tall, mortally judgmental man. <laughs> um, when the two of them went behind her back and disobeyed her, basically. Like, she wasn't at all upset about that. So I really think that loyalties are going to be pushed to the edge. And that Topher is suddenly a wild card, big card because he has you know, like morals suddenly, but that the security guy, Paul Ballard, um, Adele herself, like their loyalty to the, uh, actives or to the dollhouse or to echo or whatever, those are all going to come into question and they're going to have to make a choice. I find it still interesting that Ballard has been assimilated into the dollhouse because he was so, passionate about finding the truth behind it and stopping it and now he's a part of it i know that is something that i don't understand at all and actually one of my critiques for this season is that joss has completely dropped the ball in that paul's big plan was to get into the dollhouse like try to figure out on a global scale what the dollhouse is all about like in the first season echo was sent to Paul with a message and she said that the the actives, you know, all of that, that is their business, but that is not their purpose. And so Paul needed to figure out what the purpose was. Well, that's obviously easier to do from the inside, but he hasn't been working toward it at all. He seems to have been completely assimilated by everything and, you know, is exactly like the security guard who used to be who used to be Echo's handler. Like, he's now taken his place and is is not doing anything to make life complicated for anybody. Like, the only thing he's doing is protecting Echo from being caught with all of her, quote, glitching that she's been doing. And I know he's only had four episodes this season, but still, like, there hasn't been a lot of working through all of those aspects. Yeah, it will be interesting to see where they go and what this coming storm is. Yeah. Also, how this new couple that's trying to discover the truth behind the dollhouse. Yes, and the senator it's like, and uh, the ball- Oh, senator? That's right. I'd forgotten. He's a senator. Yeah. He actually, ironically enough, the senator was on a um, Buffy and Angel previously as well. Hmm. He was... Um, a watcher. His name escapes me at the moment. I didn't like him a whole lot in Buffy, but he got better in Angel. Anyway, so that that's just Joss reusing actors. Yeah, more. which yeah, he does I mean, a lot. He does a lot, and the woman, um, the the doctor, Whiskey is her her active name. Um, she was also in Angel. Like, I mean, you know, almost all of. Nearly half of the actors are people that Joss has worked with before, which I think is pretty cool. He'll find somebody that he likes and stick with them. Well, I think Dollhouse is still a pretty cool show. 
a friend of mine said something like, oh, that show creeps me out. <laughs> and yeah, it has its creepy effects, but we should never, as Christians, we should never stop thinking critically about these things that we watch, regardless of how creepy it is or how much eye candy there is on the TV, guys. <laughs> we shouldn't stop thinking critically about these things and what we choose to watch or what we do with what we watch in our minds and in our hearts. And so that's why we are all about sharing critical thinking for the entertained Christian. <laughs> I got ha, it in again. There you go. <laughs> all right. So I think we've discussed this as much as we want to at the moment. All right. Well, and we might have to come back in about a season or so. And yes. See, see what's going on. There will be nothing going on because Fox canceled the show. And listeners, if you have comments on Dollhouse or on any of the things that we've talked about, if you want to vehemently agree, disagree with us, then <laughs> you can send that to... What's your email address, Chris? No. <laughs> you can send that or your complaints that Dollhouse is now canceled. Okay, I'm done with these interruptions. To us at areyoujustwatching.com or you can call in your feedback to 859-353-4332 which by the way spells DJD idea which stands for D Joseph Design which happens to be the sponsor of this podcast and wow. Little commercial here. D Joseph Design <laughs> is where you can get web hosting, website design, presentation design, new media production, and consulting services. Check it out, djosephdesign.com. You have a message that deserves to look great. So hire D Joseph Design at djosephdesign.com for your next project so that your message will look great. That's djosephdesign.com. Well, Chris, I am very grateful that you came on. Well, I am glad that I could come back. Hopefully, I will be able to do so again in the near future. Yes. Take care out there in Los Angeles and wherever you go from there and in your pursuits of finding the dollhouse and wherever <laughs> else you go, chasing things or storms or <laughs> dreams, whatever you may see. I, I, I will. Um, just keep me posted on what y'all are doing and I will catch you later. Yeah, we'll have you back on from Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm Oh, one more thing. <laughs> People can follow the show on Twitter, twitter.com slash are you, those just the letters, are you, just watching. I'm twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. Eve is twitter.com slash Eve Franklin. And I don't have a Twitter I use actively. Sorry. Yeah, too bad. I'm Daniel Lewis. I am Chris Jones. Thanks for listening. just watch are you just watching is produced and sponsored by d joseph design at djosephdesign.com the opening vocal talent is thanks to mariah our theme song is used courtesy of answers in genesis from their exciting vacation bible school curriculum operation space which you can find at answersvbs.com